Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Week two of the Eagles season is coming up in just days. Eagles-Falcons down in Atlanta. Sunday night football, a primetime matchup. To help preview, I got the Hall of Famer himself, Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ray, good morning. Uh, From what I'm hearing, you're not feeling too good about the Eagles' chances in Atlanta. But before we get to that and your prediction, I'm, I'm wondering, why were the Falcons so ineffective against the Vikings last week? Well, the Vikings went right after... Uh, the Falcons' defense in the area where I think they're the weakest, which is they're um, they're a smallish defense that's built on speed, uh, and the, their greatest weakness is against the run. And the Minnesota Vikings came in with uh, with a game plan that they were just going to run it and run it and run it some more, and they ran it 38 times for 172 yards and just completely dominated the game. Uh, I, I I mean I haven't done any research on this, but off the top of my head. I I would I feel safe in saying that it's the first game in NFL history that was played in a dome where one team attempted only ten passes. I, I don't I don't think that's ever happened before. Some teams may have you know you might have had a ten pass game somewhere when it was outside in Buffalo and the wind was fifty miles an hour and it was snowing, but I've never seen a game where a team was playing in a dome and attempted only ten passes. But that was what the Vikings did last week. But hey, it was a winning strategy. I mean, they controlled the ball, they controlled the clock, they controlled field position, and they just ground that Atlanta defense into the, into the turf. So um, that's, that's what happened last week with the Falcons, and they turned the ball over three times on offense. So that's about as bad as you can play, which is part of the reason why I have a feeling I don't think the Falcons are that bad a team, and I don't think they're going to play that badly two weeks in a row. So I have a feeling that they're going to get a bounce-back kind of performance this Sunday. Who should Eagles fans keep an eye out for in Atlanta? Well, the receiver core, obviously, the receiver core is really good. I mean, Eagles fans have seen a lot of Julio Jones right. over the years. Mm-hmm. But Calvin Ridley is coming along as a, as a very, very good receiver as well. And, uh, and Mohamed Sanu is a really good slot receiver. And they have a young tight end named Austin Hooper who's really good. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about how many weapons the Eagles have in the passing game, and they do. But uh, the Falcons have some really good weapons there as well, and they've got Matt Ryan, the Philadelphia native and Penn Charter graduate at quarterback, and you know he's been one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL over time. He's never won a championship, but statistically, he's up there with all of them. I mean, he's had eight consecutive 4,000-yard seasons. So uh, this is a very big game for the Falcons. I mean, they can't if they really want to stay keep pace with the New Orleans Saints in that division and can make themselves a viable playoff contender, they really can't start the season 0 and 2. So they're coming home for the home crowd and their home opener on prime time and you know, I think that they're going to I think that they're going to give the Eagles their best shot. It always feels like though, Ray, that and I know a lot of the matchups have been in Philadelphia in in recent years, but it always feels like Matt Ryan is very underwhelming despite how good he is. He's always very underwhelming against the Eagles. Do you get that sense, and do you think that's going to continue Sunday night? Uh, it, it, well, I think the way the games have broken down during his career, they've played a lot more of them in Philly than they have in Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, and the Falcons have been, and this, is, this goes back even pre-Matt Ryan, this goes back into the Falcons' history, they've always been a better team 
uh, at home than they have on the road. The Falcons have never been a particularly good road team. Uh, and that certainly played out over the last few years. And the last three games, you know, that's the thing, one of the things I hear Eagles fans saying is, well, we got their number. Well, yeah, you've beaten them three in a row, but they've all been at the link. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, the Falcons have won the last two that have been played in Atlanta, and this one's back in Atlanta. Um, uh, I think that, you know, I, I really have always liked Matt Ryan. Gee, I mean, I saw him play when he was at Penn Charter. I lived around the corner mm-hmm. from that school in East Falls, so I used to go over and see him play when he was in high school. It makes me, it makes me feel really old now <laughs> to, to look up and see that he's in his 11th year and he's 34 years old because it doesn't seem that long ago that I was watching him play in high school. But when it's all said and done, when his career is over, uh, I mean, statistically, he's going to rank up there with some of the best quarterbacks of all time. The only thing that's lacking, really, is is the Super Bowl ring, and they came really close a couple years ago. Right. And this was a year when they were kind of hoping they were going to make another run at it this year, and they still might. But to do that, they really have to win on Sunday. Carson Wentz spoke uh, very highly about the Atlanta defense, and uh, obviously they, they had trouble stopping the Minnesota run up in Minnesota in Week 1. Running the football right, I don't. I don't get the sense that while while the Eagles can certainly do it with the with the talented backs that they have and the versatile backs that they have, I don't get the sense that it's their strength, that it's their bread and butter. Uh, I feel like it's more of a complement to their offensive game than it is that you know what they should do. But I, I guess do, do, because of the way Minnesota ran the ball against Atlanta, do you think the Eagles should put more of a focus on that than they usually do this week? I I do. Uh, I, I think if you're if you're watching the film, and obviously they've been watching the film all week down there, you see that there's a blueprint there on how to dominate this defense. You can dominate them at the line of scrimmage. You can dominate them at the point of attack. Uh, and the Eagles' offensive line is really good, and you saw that in the second half uh, of their game last week against a better front down in, uh, down in Washington, that they were able to really kind of come out and, and control the ball. So if I were the Eagles... I, I, look, I know that under Doug Peterson, they're, they're never going to be a team that's going to be 38, 38 run, 10 pass. That's just never going to happen. But I think if this would be a good week to somewhere go and try to achieve mm, something like a 55-45 kind of balance where you really do use your running game. Because I think the Eagles' running game is pretty good. And um, I think you saw that uh, Jordan Howard ran the ball pretty effectively last week. Darren Sproles had a bigger role than I thought he would in week one, and he was pretty effective. And Miles Sanders had, uh, you know, his, his statistics weren't particularly good, but he had a couple of runs there where he kind of was, you kind of saw the promise that this guy has. So the Eagles have the line and they have the weaponry in their backfield. Uh, I would expect them to run the ball more uh, this week, but who knows? I mean, I, I, to me, I think that's the smart way to go against this Atlanta defense. If you get into a game where you're throwing the ball 35, 40 times, I actually think you're playing more into the strength of what Atlanta does defensively. Well, in addition to a 55-45 uh, distribution of run-to-pass, right? what else do you think the Eagles need to do if they're going to win this game? They have to get real, a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan, consistently pressure on Matt Ryan. If he, if he has time to just sit in the pocket and look over the field and find his receivers, um, I mean, he could have a big game. I mean, last week, the Eagles gave up 380 yards to Case Keenum uh, to a, a lesser quarterback with a lesser set of receivers uh, in the Washington so um, I look at this Falcon team with a quarterback like Ryan and receivers the caliber of this bunch that if the Eagles can't disrupt the timing of that passing game, the Falcons will move the ball up and down the field on them. So there's a, a lot of pressure really on the defensive line because we know Jim Schwartz is not a guy that wants to blitz. He's not going to blitz. So this really puts a lot of pressure on that Eagles defensive line, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. 
and uh, Fletcher Cox, who's been missing practice time this week because of a toe injury. Those guys really have to play well to get pressure on Ryan. And one of the things we saw last week was the Vikings were able to do that. I mean, that was a big priority with the Falcons this offseason was they wanted to improve their offensive line dramatically because Ryan was sacked 42 times and hit more than 100 times last year. So they really wanted to rebuild the offensive line, and their first two draft picks were offensive linemen. Their two top free agent acquisitions were offensive linemen. But a couple of those guys have gotten hurt, and the line that was in front of Ryan last Sunday didn't look a whole lot better than the one he was playing behind last year. So defensively, that's where the Eagles have to win the battle. They have to win it at the line with their with their pass rush. If they can get pressure on Ryan and move him off his spot and disrupt the timing of the passing game, then that's their big step towards winning the game. What worries you about this matchup? Uh, it's uh, the timing of it as much as anything. I think on paper, uh, the Eagles are a superior team. Uh, and I, I do feel the Eagles, I still feel strongly about this Eagles team. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to go to the playoffs with a chance to go far. But in, in an NFL season, it's not necessarily who you play, but when you play them. And I think this is a tough spot for the Eagles to uh, to face Atlanta coming off a really bad performance in their home opener where, I mean, it's hard hard to believe you're talking about a desperation game in week two. But I really think given the expectation of what the Falcons wanted to achieve this year, they really feel back to the wall now, even in week two. And uh, I think there's still enough talent on this team that they can be really good, but they have to get this thing turned around in a hurry. So, you know, I think the Eagles are a good team, but I think they're walking into a real tough spot Sunday night. And based on that, Ray, what do you think? What, what's your prediction? What's going to happen in this game? I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be close. Um, but in the end, I, I just have a feeling that uh, the Eagles have some issues that they're working out in their secondary. I think you saw it last week against the Redskins. Case Keenan was able to make an awful lot of big plays against that secondary. And uh, Matt Ryan's had a whole week to study that tape, and he's got the receivers to exploit some of those holes in the secondary. So uh, I'm looking for a high-scoring game, looking for an exciting game, you know, and a typical Eagles-Falcons game. And it's probably going to come down to the fourth quarter. But this time I think the Falcons will come out ahead, and I'm saying 28-24. to Ray's predicting 28-24 Falcons over the Eagles. Ray, thanks for the time as always. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll recap Monday morning. I look forward to that, David. Take care. Have a good one, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.